Hey, very good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Sean. This is Alex. And this is Sven. And you're listening to another episode of Coaster Coaster Games Games Radio. Radio. (laughs) First things first, before you go anywhere else, if you're on Spotify, you can now rate our show on Spotify if you listen to us on there frequently. So go ahead and leave us a rating on our Coaster Kings Radio homepage. If you're on any other streaming, go ahead and leave us a comment or review there as well. We really appreciate it. Help us grow. Um, That would be lovely. That's my intro message. That would be lovely. I would appreciate that. Yes. Please. We also appreciate a good theme park early in the year, especially for Sven because he lives in a cold place. Yes, Sven, a cold place. You went to. <laughs> yes, it's cold. Compared to Florida, yes, maybe yeah, but yeah, it's cold. It's definitely cold by the average standard, but yes, it's so it's, it's mostly been rainy as well. But uh, yeah, so uh, luckily I was able to do a first theme park of the year in these special times. Um, <laughs> and uh, I went to Plopsaland, the Panne, for a ride to happiness, or a few even. Did it? Did it make you happy? It did make me happy. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, it, it Plopsa is now uh, open all year, uh, but uh, during the low season now, it's on Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays that they are open. Um, Wednesdays. Yes, that's a for, for school trips, right? Yes, a midweek special. Okay. Well, school okay. trips, not no, sense. not really school trips, but uh, oh. uh, kids are off on Wednesday afternoons here in Belgium, so that's why. Okay. So do they <laughs> open like in the afternoon for the day, like at one or two? And actually, I didn't check, but I guess they just open up, and then uh, in the afternoon, people start streaming yeah. in, hopefully. Uh, plus, they yeah, also hopefully. have the hotel, of course. So. Um, oh yeah. They. Uh, That's true. And the and the pool. Um, and and which Maya is closed Land. at the moment. But, and yeah, so the indoor uh, attractions are closed at the moment due to uh, COVID regulations. Oh, but, true. Um, there was plenty of t- uh, things to do outdoor, uh, even though it was raining. But um, yeah, we did quite some rides this time. Uh, but obviously, Ride to Happiness was uh, a nice highlight first coaster to start the year with. And uh, they also have, for the winter season, like, um, how to put it, like, light uh, figures on display. So they made them especially about the characters from Plopsaland. Uh, so you have, okay. like, uh, lit up Heidi and come so out the kind of like holiday yeah. light fixtures yeah obviously they're nicer during the evening and they have a new projection show on the main square um on maya land actually yeah on yeah, the walls right yeah i think i saw your story on yeah European Games and are real yeah it has a lot of bubbles <laughs> yeah they, they just, just pour out bubbles everywhere with every song so basically it's yeah, the, you have the the characters and the songs from the Plopsa. Honestly, I'm a bubble hater. Sean's I hate with bubbles. The bubble wall. Here's the I thing. Love Hear me out. Oh my god! So like, <laughs> Disney, never been don't you know, pop my like, bubbles. Oh, I'm gonna burst all your bubbles. So like, well, Disney World, there's like a million and one children there, and they all have a little wand that's themed to one of the many characters that Disney has introduced to the world. Yeah. So it'd be a little mermaid wand or a Cars wand or an Aladdin wand. I don't care. All the wands. And they all just, like, expel bubbles, and these parents don't give a shit. And so then these kids are just, like, walk around with the bubble wand really slowly in front of your face. And all I'm doing is inhaling bubbles for, like, my duration of trying to get through the crowd. And every time there's some other kid or some other stroller where, like, the bubble wand is on nonstop, the kid just touches the button, 
and the one doesn't stop. And so I'm over here, like, suffocating in bubbles, and it's like a daily occurrence. Sea World was pretty bad about it, too. Remember when we were watching the Sesame Street parade? I guess that's the, the one thing you don't really have at Universal. Yeah. Well, you would suffocate yeah. them. J.K. Rowling wouldn't the allow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like bubbles. I saw a bubble show once at Sea World San Diego. That was really cool. It was like a rule breaker breaking yeah. bubble thing, and then okay. it was part of Electric Ocean, and then they would build, like, giant human-sized bubbles, and they would be in the bubbles. Okay, like, it was yeah. really, really cool. That's different. But that's the only bubble I accept. <laughs> See, I draw the line at Snope, which oh, Snope already is not oh my, my God, favorite. I hate Snope so what is much, Snope? But that's tiny, <laughs> See, tiny See, if you're from a place where there's actual Snope, that oh. mimics snowflakes. Yeah, it's like oh, a little foam. Okay. It's like foam. Yeah, they had that yeah. too at one song. Yeah. But uh, so obviously... Hollywood studios went crazy with my Snope. My Obviously, yeah. Kadri was in the show, and the new Kadri was already in it with their song, so... Oh, okay. Are they all new, or did they no, just replace they have the one, one new girl? Person, right? Yes, they replaced the blonde girl by a new Dutchie. Again, the blonde ones don't last, man. <laughs> the blonde ones don't last. They always die first. But yeah, so how about you guys? What was your first park of the year? So, as you may have noticed, um, I have recent experience with bubbles at Walt Disney World, so that's what we did. Um, yeah, we've just done the usual suspects. We haven't even been to, like, Tampa or anything well, we went to Tampa, but we went to Tampa for, to pick you up from, pick work, from the airport. <laughs> like one in the morning. Two and what was the first was coaster? Do you remember? First coaster. <laughs> was it Flosco? No. Wait, it, well, it may have been known as the last of the year. Was it Rock and Roller Coaster? It definitely was a Rock and Roller Coaster. That shit was, was down for six coaster. days. So that was not it. Have we ridden a coaster yet? This <laughs> I don't know if we've ridden a coaster Possible yet. Possible we haven't. It just, we went to several We rode Velocicoaster on Christmas Day. Okay. And I haven't, I can't remember what we've ridden since then. To be honest with you, hmm. wow, that's okay. We went to parks, but I don't know if we rode. We did. Any we did. Some, we've done some park visits. Have really, we ridden any rides? No, because it was we still went, so busy. We Even back. the first week, it was like three and a half hours to ride to the Resistance. Oh, Rock wow. and Roller Coaster was yeah. down. Test Track was two hours. Like it was just you know we were it wasn't really worth it. Um, we did ride to People Mover. We've done People Mover a couple we've been, times. Yeah, we've been hitting Magic Kingdom. Just to look at Tron. And, and then we walk all the way around the World Showcase Lagoon. No, not the World Showcase Lagoon. All the way around the Seven, Seven Seas, Seas Lagoon. Lagoon. Yeah. Which it's not advice because it's quite the walk. It's a 30 minute resorts. walk, but it's fun for but us. But it's better than taking a bus or taking um, a boat. So. so yeah, we've done a lot of park time. We've been to all of the parks. But mostly it's to get our steps in. It was just kind of like exercise. Okay. Like but we the, haven't actually ridden a roller like coaster yet walk, this calendar yeah. year. So here's another question. Did you visit any special secret places in the park? Secret. Some hidden corners in any of our parks. That sounds very inappropriate. No. Um, yes, we have. <laughs> Are any of those parks on this list? Um, well, Animal Kingdom, but that's way further down. We didn't down. even go to Animal Kingdom okay. this year. Everest. Oh, so that was, my, right. that was my transition into the, the topic of this episode. So, <laughs> yes. so today's topic is... We're looking at like hidden spots in some pretty well-known theme parks that you may have been to but don't realize, and it's kind of like a spot where you can relax or like a spot you really have to find. It's not something you would just like walk into like on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and we figured that's something different. So um, yeah, let's talk about the it. idea is also that if you visit this kind of place, you're taking a break from the crowd. You know, it's it's like usually people don't know about this, so you can take a breath. And then you can go back into the bubbles. <laughs> That's right. The bubbles. So back, back into COVID zone. The figurative and literal <laughs> bubbles. So, without further ado, Sven, start, start us off. What is, what, what, is, what is a good example? Yes, we'll start in Disneyland Paris. And um, 
actually we wrote down two. Uh, we'll start with the one that we both uh, wrote down, actually. So, um, if you enter the park and you stay on the left side, you can walk covered. Um, you have a walkway covered all the way the, to the back of the park. So, um, it's, it's, it starts off on with the Liberty Arcade. So you, you keep left, you go to the Liberty Arcade. Obviously, that is still a known way. And then uh, if you continue straight forward, then you'll have like a passage for Frontierland. Um, you'll pass through Fort Comstock, um, where you then have toilets. And that's also a, a smoking area now that they use. Mm -hmm. And then, if you continue, that's really no one. Usually, no one walks there. I guess cast members uses it as well, because then you continue like to um, a nice transition between Frontierland and Adventureland. Mm -hmm. Then it gets a bit tricky to go forward because um, they changed the, that the what used to be shops is now the Agrabah restaurant. So you have to go, oh, right. and there's the meet and greet with one of the Aladdin characters. So you have to push, <laughs> well, you have to walk a little bit on the regular uh, queue again to get Just push Jasmine out of the way. Yeah, just push her out of the way. And then uh, you can continue um, just underway, uh, underneath also uh, an, a kind of secret entrance to the Chalet aux Marionnettes which is the Pinocchio uh -huh. restaurant. Oh, yeah. And then you finally end up on a transition bridge between uh, Fantasyland and Adventureland. Mm -hmm. You guys used it. I love that oh, We use it all the time. That's like Honestly, we're going to talk about the arcade real quick. There's like a hidden corner in the hidden corner. Yes. And that is if you walk into this little movie theater looking corner. It's a diorama. Um, you get inside and there's like a diorama of a of a steamboat and the rivers in front of New, in New York and you see New York in the background. Kind of sets a like old Americana, centennial well, vibes. Really, really fun. Yeah, they tell the story there of how France gave the Statue of Liberty to uh, the U.S. actually. That makes oh, sense. Oh, cute. Okay. Yeah, yeah I remember like the okay, fiber optic sure, fireworks. I'm pretty stuff. sure there wasn't really a whole lot of speaking when we were in that little diorama. You have to wait for it to start. Yeah, probably pretty it could subtle. Be, yeah. There's probably different components and things, yeah. but yeah. So that's more like <laughs> a like convenient way also to go from the beginning of the park right to the back so that you want to start with pirates and you want to start yeah. in Fantasyland. That's exactly what we did on um, day three of our last visit, but Pirates was closed. But there's more. Yeah, there's <laughs> actually like actually a, a, a hidden spot then is when you go into Frontierland and in front of you, you have uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, you go all the way to the front until you're almost falling into the water. Uh, and then you <laughs> go right. And then on the back side of the Rustler Roundup Shooting Gallery, um, there is a little platform with a bench. And it's just like a quiet place to relax and to watch the river... Thunder Mesa boat pass by to watch the um, Big Thunder Mountain pass by. It's like a really nice, quiet. Now, is this spot. over on, on the side where the big restaurant is, where like Grizzly River Run was supposed to be? No, no, no. That's that's I... already too far. You, it's 
really when you enter Frontierland, you have Big Thunder Mountain in front of you. You just uh-huh. walk until you have, you, you can't, you just walk straight until you reach the border of, with the water and you go right and it's there. Okay. Okay. So it's it's trying to think. Yeah, yeah. So is it like is it like by is it like by the station? Sorry. No, it's like, it's. I don't know the gallery is. No, no, no. I'm talking about by the station for the boat. It's on the other side of the station of the boat. Yeah. So the oh, station yeah. of the boat you is on the to... left side, but you you have yeah, it on the right side. Yeah. I want to see what this. I'm pulling it up on um. On Google Maps. Okay, so it's on. Or. So it's. You can. See it a little oh, bit little... on the the map. There, I see it. Yeah, there's like trees, and then <laughs> oh. there's like a little bridge, and it's a nice quiet area. Oh, I see it now. I see okay. it now. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. Frontierland is like really flush with this so kind of detailed. stuff because like, yeah, I think the cemetery. Yeah, is Boot also Hill. A great example. Yeah, that's a yeah, good Boot Hill place to yeah, that's what we put on the list, to yeah. see the geysers as well. Because on otherwise yeah, you can the, only see them from the, the dinosaur fossil. It took landing. me eight whole days at Disneyland Paris to figure out where the dinosaur skeleton was. Oh. Yeah, so we wrote yeah the, the signature Big Thunder Mountain dinosaur skeleton at the end of the three other installations has been relocated um, to the geysers uh, to the right of Phantom Manor. And uh, yeah, actually, I could add a third one, and that's like the area and the caves around. Uh, the Swiss uh, Robinson family tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's totally. Like, um, how do you call that? Like a, a bridge? Um, like a suspension bridge? A suspended bridge, yeah. Yeah. You can reach and you really have to go through the caves either from Skull Rock or from underneath the tree. So you could get lost if you want to. <laughs> get lost. Disneyland Paris is just like the single greatest park for this sort of thing, mm-hmm. which is why I think it's so great that we started with it. The Chateau uh, of the, or whatever, the the dragon layer under the castle. Or the Ford walkthrough, or the giant but hidden yeah. um, Jules Verne Nautilus. And that's the thing. I, I just love that. Like Frontierland and Adventureland, there's a lot of ways to go places but on the other side discovery land if the door is closed towards fantasy land because of the parade then you yeah. really have to take a big detour to get to fantasy land so the left I love side that walkway is the, the forested walkway between like star tours and uh small yeah, world there's like nothing there <laughs> yet if it was actually open day. all the time that would be my choice <laughs> Maybe one day and then i would also say that like even though there's rides down there, the little uh, Casey Jr. and Story oh, yeah. of Land boats area is Often such a forgotten. gem. It's such a like underrated little corner. And same thing, like you were talking about the the restaurant in Frontierland. It's um, so if you go past Big Thunder Mountain, you have uh, the way towards the train station, and on the left yeah. side is the new theater. But on the other mm-hmm. left side of that is um, Pueblo Trading Post, where they usually sell like limited edition pins. Um, and it used to be uh, the River Keelboat, I think is the name, uh, entrance yeah. for the smaller boats that were on the lake of uh, yeah, around the, Big um, Mountain. The prob- they were probably the Mark Twain. And there's a Pocahontas uh, a playground, I think. Yeah, the Frontier there. Playground. I'm looking at it now. Mm-hmm. It is still there because it's off on a train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, lots cool, cool. to see. 
There'd be a Disneyland Paris Crystal Crown Award for like best best corners. <laughs> Don't spoil Disneyland it. Disneyland Paris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, we're gonna cross the ocean real quick to um, another one of our absolute favorite theme parks in the world, um, and probably America's best example of a park full of like little hidden corners is actually uh, Universal Studios Islands of Adventure. The way this park was designed is it's it's pretty simple. It's a big, straightforward, big loop. There's a couple of little offshoots that um, feature major rides and things, but a lot of what's on the park is on the midway. If you go towards the water in any given area of the park, any given island, you'll find that there's not a lot of traffic uh, on the water's edge because these areas of the park don't actually have any attractions or rides per se. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, these, these water's edge areas are used for overflow seating for restaurants um, for overflow queue for certain rides on like some of the busier times of year, or they're used for things like smoking areas or in COVID times, uh, mask break areas. Mm-hmm. So like right when you enter Islands of Adventure, you can keep going and walk all the way to the water. And it's a very nice, like little sunken plaza where you can just look out, um, over the water and you won't see a lot Great of people Great views of Velocicoaster. Beautiful. Amazing views of Velocicoaster. Um, there's an area in Lost Continent, like the dining area for Mythos technically continues all the way down to the water. You can access it without going into Mythos, but you'll find tables and things for when the restaurant is like completely full. Um, there's a separate walkway loop that I think people use quite a bit actually in Seuss Landing that serves as like a shortcut through Seuss Landing so that you can get to Lost Continent and therefore Harry Potter and Jurassic World faster. But of all of the little extra hidden spots on the water at ILA, I think the best one and the one that we've used the most um, for quiet time purposes is, is uh, the walkway area around uh, Popeye and Blue's Bilderet Barges in Toon Lagoon. If you cross the bridge to go to Popeye and then continue down uh, to Miship the Olive, which is the uh, three-story uh, tugboat ship play area. Um, there's midway space that like wraps all around the ship, and the rapids ride is beneath you. So there's lots of great vantage points for the rapids ride, and there's just not a lot of people there. It's a dead end, unlike the Seuss walkway or some of the other like the new bridge walkway to Velocicoaster. Um, it's a dead end, so you're not going to see a lot of traffic make their way all the way down there unless they're like deliberately trying to get good views of Popeye. Or, more importantly, Velocicoaster. When Velocicoaster was under construction, when it was doing its envelope testing, when it was doing its full-scale testing, like, we were um, in this this midway area around Popeye constantly. It actually got kind of busy because there were so many bloggers. Yeah, yeah it was full so of bloggers trying to get their pictures. But generally speaking, it's so dead. Generally speaking, it's very pristine and serene, and you get excellent views of Velocicoaster, great views of Hulk, yeah, because it's so it's right there, just across the water from uh, from Marvel Superhero Island. This area, I think, was built because with Popeye, they don't really have a lot of dedicated overflow queue for Popeye. Well, it used to be one of the stations for the boat that only operated. And they had the oh, yeah. had a giant dock. The, so the, you used uh, to be able to like board a boat. Yeah, oh, wow. the Gilligan's Island. So it had much more like an infrastructural yeah, need. True. Um, but now, it, you know, it, it can be used as overflow queue, but it never really gets that bad anymore because there's a lot of overflow queue even on top of yeah. the, the buildings and the station for um, Popeye's. And now it's just kind of like old infrastructure that's well maintained. Like they repaint it all like mm-hmm. regularly. Um, 
But yeah, it's just kind of a nice place to kind of unwind. It's cool. There's a lot of, like, because the first year, like, Islands of Adventure, they built a lot of overflow for rides that ended up never needing it because the park performed pretty far below its expected attendance figures. Thanks, Potter. Um, like, there was giant overflow built for doing dragons, and it only lasted a year. They demolished it and put the flying unicorn coaster there, which is now, of course, a Flight of the Hippogriff. But, like, that whole promenade for Hippogriff and the entrance to Wizarding World, or the entrance to um, Harry Potter the Forbidden Journey was all occupied by overflow queue for dueling dragons that was never, ever, ever used. Um, there's lots of overflow for Ripsaw Falls, totally do its Ripsaw Falls, but it's positioned after the marquee. It's kind of a lot of dead space. I don't know if they really use all of it, but granted, the capacity for Deadly is lower than the capacity for Popeye, so there's probably busy summer days where they actually do use that queue. I think Popeye, even on its busiest days, they never actually have to build the temporary overflow queue into mm. this hidden corner area of which we speak because it just eats people. And what's um, what's nice as well is that for people that haven't been like me, if you look it up on Google Maps, you can actually walk the whole area. So yeah. they have it. Yeah, well, kind of Google Street View your way around. Yeah, um, it the really the views Popeye look really area. nice from there, but they it doesn't show uh, Velocicoaster yet, so you can still see yeah, how it was before. Not there yet, so you can see <laughs> nice. yet prior. Yeah. All right. So next one won't be quite as long. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited. Very passionate about about a little walkway here or there. Um, speaking of a little walkway here or there, Fantasia Lands um, is very well known for its multi-level integrated world building, and of course, it allows for many hidden areas. Uh, the park is full of them, but my favorite is the walkway from Chapas to um, the final helix of Colorado Adventure which um, this walkway goes through Chapas's overall show-building-y, infrastructural, whatever you want to call that, mm -hmm. world-building. Gravity-building. Um, and then also passes underneath um, the three lift hills for, or I guess two, and you can see that one off to the side, for Colorado Adventure. The cool thing is is that it's very well-themed inside the walkway. It's not very busy. It's just like a bunch of little stairs and little S-turns just to kind of... Mm -hmm make your way through almost a roller coaster tycoon way of like <laughs> shortening distances between parts of the park and um, at one point when you get closer to Colorado Adventure despite not being anywhere near its station that's a whole different story um, you pass underneath these Mexican flags I forgot the names real quick like of the them. paper flags the paper are... flags you know from Dia de los Huertos mm -hmm. um, oh yeah and it's just really really pretty for a second you see Chiapas all around you you see Colorado Adventure all around you and it's honestly one of the coolest spots in Fantasia, and it really isn't that busy. The park was mm -hmm. swamped when we went in July, and we took that midway as like a, as, you know, just like a like a shortcut. It has a little sign saying which rides are in that direction because you really have no clue where you're going. And it was really, really peaceful. It was really relaxing. Uh, one of the few spots you can kind of escape at Fantasia, which is hard because Fantasia is so small. Mm -hmm. They want to get really busy, and they do that like really tight knit world building. It can get really overwhelmingly swamped really quick, at least from my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but that walkway really was was a nice little nice little breather, and it was really really aesthetically pleasing. So definitely uh, belongs on this list, I think. We got to appreciate Chiapas quite a bit off ride with those views. Yeah. We didn't ride it that trip because we didn't want to get wet, but we kind of got to 
experience. It's funny, you can see so much on Shophouse from that walkway. We have yeah. a bunch of pictures on the website. There's angles I didn't realize you could really see like most of the rights elements and mm -hmm. effects. While you're on the rides, you don't realize people can see you. Yeah. Because you feel like it's so your own world. But that walkway that you know, that we're just describing, it literally goes all around the rides elements, like the the smaller drops and then the the switch track, all that kind of stuff. Uh, spoilers, I guess. Um, you can see all that stuff off ride, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. So sometimes the gates are closed though, so it's not always open. But either you reach it from the right side from the Chapas entrance, or if you have the, the viewing platform for Talokan, it's there yes. to the right, yeah. and there you can do the path until you go down. Uh, the like whole we area. definitely just happened upon it because we were looking yeah, at Talokan. We, we, we like accidentally yeah, stumbled upon it. Mm -hmm. so that's another one. We didn't ride it this time, but we wanted to take some pictures, and we're like, oh, the whole a walk park is a lot of something. stumbling upon things, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of the but yeah. this is—it's uh, incredible how they fit all that in there. And I know, it really the, is. The infrastructure. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was literally one of the highlights for me on our last visit because it was just so cool. And so was Colorado Adventure. Yes, it's a little shout out. That ride is aging like a fine wine. Next up, yeah, another park that has a lot of hidden places, but they have a lot of room as well, is uh, Efteling in uh, the Netherlands. So, um, people that know the Efteling will know these places, but if you don't, uh, are, are, if you aren't that familiar with the park, uh, um, there are some areas where you definitely can go for a walk. Um, one of them is on top of the Piranha Rapid River building. Um, if you have the exit of the right, you can go to the left, and there you have a walkway up to the st up the station. It has very nice views on the lake for Joris and Drag for um, Baron eighteen eighteen ninety, and. Um, and I never walked there. Shame. Yeah, and I think um, it's right here. I think I'm looking at it. And uh, also, uh, on the rapid uh, side, you have statues where you can put your hand in, and then they spray uh, towards the guests. So you have those uh, at the exit of almost at the end of the ride, but you also have them midway, uh, and that's over there. And then you can cross wow. the bridge over it to uh, a very long walkway in the forest uh, which takes you from Fata Morgana right to Joris and the Drac. So that's also a, a road wow, that wow. usually people wow. don't know about. <laughs> I'm this so is wild. Wow, this never walked there. See? I see it now. I see. <laughs> I've yeah. seen pictures of it from Sven wow. I think, from like back in the day. Yeah, but that's I've a never actually walked park. there. And you can see a bit of the hotels like Lonceland from there. So Yeah. Uh, so that's one. Then uh, another one, and that's really uh, something you need to know, is when you have uh, the Spokeslot building, which is rumored to have something new coming maybe in the future, um, you, ha you go on the left side when you stand in front of the building and there's literally a forest path there. And it's called the Hexenpath, which translates as the witch path. Uh -huh. Witch's trail. Witch's yeah. trail, yeah. And um, it's another way to like skip the building, because either you go 
on the right side of the building on the covered way or you just go through the trees uh, on this path uh, all the way to the um, yeah almost to barren um, area so that's also a, a nice little spot uh, uh -huh. definitely quiet uh, only by people that know it's wild how many like walkways and mm -hmm. paths and stuff are in Efteling it is it is a very intricate and very it's a huge um, park you know so serious like it's infrastructure it's cool mm -hmm. I love being surrounded by Efteling and I feel like at Efteling I always feel like I'm very far Efteling away from does. the rest of the park mm -hmm. but yeah. I, feel, I feel like that at every place I'm at the park like when you're at the Ferrito Forest um the donkey. Oh yeah, um, yeah the, the donkey the, statue courtyard would be one of my favorite like spots. I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm like park. You know, I feel like I'm at some some pristine landmark. It's cool. I feel so far away from worldly troubles and normal things. Work related issues. Yeah, <laughs> drama, all of it. Beeb, take us to the next one. Okay, so now we're going back to we're going to Disneyland Resort. We're not going to Disneyland Park because we felt like Disneyland Park is probably the most studied and obsessed over amusement park in history. So even the like quote unquote hidden corners of Disneyland Park aren't really hidden. No, apparently uh, not. Especially because the locals will just like crawl no. <laughs> but at Disney's California Adventure, um, the platform, the waterside platform in Paradise Garden Park, formerly Paradise Pier. Um, under the Silly Symphony Swings gives uh, a really lovely view of Pixar Pier just right at water level on water's edge with um, with the wave swinger ride just above you. We discovered this little walkway one of our visits while we were still living in California. We took a few pictures there. I think I was there with um, um, Alex McLaren who did a lot of photography yeah. for us in 2017. Uh, and we went over there. Because I had it's no like a little, idea. It's like a little beach corner. And I love it. We kind of like the wheel. I guess now it's the Pixar Pal Around mm -hmm. wheel. Pal Around wheel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Um, but yeah, you get it's a great view of Incredicoaster. And uh, it's a nice like foreground view of uh, Golden Zephyr. Um, it's probably not a bad place to be for world of color although you may not have the best also it may not be open yeah i was about to say oh, yeah, it, has it, has, it, it holds like all the the machinery for like the lights and stuff on the side like it comes out of ground you know how disneyland is like the one part that builds everything into the ground and yeah all, comes all out of the ground? show materials um, and stuff like pop up like daisies like we're like we're instructing ourselves how it works yeah nobody can see that <laughs> no one can see us mimicking <laughs> speakers and light fixtures erupting oh, from the ground <laughs> In like New Orleans Square. <laughs> it's so, much yeah. like great job. Keep active. Thanks oh, you're responsible. <laughs> we haven't been keeping very fit the last couple of days just because one COVID. of us has been homesick with COVID. So, COVID. I guess we need so, to visit more corners then. We hidden the corners, yeah. Uh, next up, staying in California, honestly, like four or five miles away, and that's very far. Um, obviously, this bear farm has a million and one hidden corners. They've got museums. They've yeah. got all these walkthroughs and like interactive experiences. It's almost hard to like think of all of them. There's just so many. All these actors. Like that's one thing that does very well. Ghost Town, Calico. Um, but there's one area that people don't really seem to know about. There's a little cemetery slash like gold mining themed river section 
that's located right underneath the turnaround of Pony Express. It gets you really close up to the launch. You can actually see like the whole flywheel mechanism. Oh yeah. Doing this little flywheel thing, and then the train takes off right next to you. Um, it's one of the many hidden spots in the park, but it's honestly one that's really cool for like if you're a nerd for roller coaster things, because you can go get so close mm -hmm. to all the mechanics for the Pony Express launch, um, and you just kind of see you know, the train, uh, the coaster train zip by, or the actual train, um, which runs underneath Pony Express, um, zoom right by. So that's actually a really really fun spot if you ever just want to nerd out and um, oh, yeah. just explore something different. I see a picture of the cemetery on on Google Maps. I think they sometimes use that spot for the boysenberry festival when we got the the boysenberry relish and sausage. No, that's over by like the festival barn, whatever the official barn name is. That it, is close to there, isn't it? Yeah, it's still like on the other side of like the little professor's schoolhouse or whatever. Like gotcha. it's on the other side. Of yeah. Because I, I remember, mean, I do remember walking around in this area to, to take pictures of Pony Express because yeah, the business end of Pony is, is all right there. Uh, plain to see for that one. Alrighty. Ready to go back to France? Yes. We'll Always. go to Parc Asterix. Where um, there's one that you guys mentioned. And that's mm -hmm. the, the pathway behind uh, Guderix. Uh, but it's actually used by the hotel guests. Because that's like well, the area. I'm talking about is. the one on the opposite side. I mean, it may both be used for hotel guests because there's two pathways that kind of encircle Houdouriks, mm -hmm. but I'm talking about the one where, like, you get close to the water and you can get really close to the vertical loop and you can walk, like, onto the grass patch and then you kind of can go all the way around to where the queue is, but I guess the overflow queue is. You can is. see it from the waiting area for the observation bar. Oh, yeah. yeah it's kind thing. of like over on that side. Yeah. Um, this is the one I'm trying to, uh, to talk about yeah. here. Um, but there's also another walkway that's even more direct for the hotel guests. Yeah. That's also one where the Philotomatique's entrance was kind of smashed in. It looks really yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we saw that was not the one coming I was to about. and from the hotel for that. But then this other loop where we were photographing the ride. Did there not. was just nobody there. It was yeah. kind of weird. I was like, oh, can we walk over here? And then we just kind of could walk and just take pictures of it. They could get like right over where the course crew start. I think some of it was overflow for Guderix when it was like brand new. It may still be used sometimes. Yeah. But yeah you can like walk straight up to it. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's another... Actually, this is a ride that people often forget about because it's a little bit hidden. And it's a semi-dark ride um, with the... Obviously, the, the, the characters uh, from Parkastrix. So if you have the... Um, you come up to the main... Um, mountain with Park Asterix on it and you walk towards the Grand Splash which is the ride uh, uh -huh. on the other side of that you have uh, a ride called Epidemie Croisière and um, it's uh, y you can't really tell what it is from seeing the entrance but it's basically like a boat ride um, like uh, in uh, Toverland, you have the Merlin's Quest, right? It's a bit, a little bit uh, like that. But you go into a okay. cave, and there's special effects, and then you also go through the little village of uh, uh, Asterix. So it's like a, a ride usually people skip, 
but uh, I like it. We cause... definitely missed that. I had no idea it was there. Yeah, yeah and, and it, usually there's no cues that next well, time. so it's really nice to have something not where you don't have to wait to write as well, especially yeah. at Barcastic. So uh, <laughs> check that out. I well, that's funny because Barcastic does have a couple of those things, like the indoor old Parisian halls where yeah. like, there's the little shows and stuff. Yeah, and then the big... Yes, there's a lot more of it there. The, the, there's also the big... Um, spectacular show that is a bit hidden and it hasn't been playing for a while but I think they will bring it back uh, which is uh, on the square with L'Oxygenarium which is the yes uh-huh. the rafting ride and then there's also mm-hmm. this the swing flyer um, I, I never noticed that there was a show there until we find I was there with someone uh, it's also if you can check it out, then it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to that park. Um, let's see. Am I except for the guests? I guess. <laughs> except for the guests, yeah. But <laughs> oh, we'll, not we'll everyone. Brave the, we'll brave. We'll brave the crowds for the the intimate multi-launch and to ride this little the, your little dark ride because that does sound like right up my alley. <laughs> No, coaches wise it was a really great park. It was just a mess when it came to like There's some operational people. things mm-hmm. about that park that are total head scratchers. Spoil the locker system already and I feel a lot better. Anyway. Seriously. Anyway, so now we're crossing back. Back over the ocean again. We're doing a lot of transoceanic flying today. Uh, we're going to Disney's Animal Kingdom, which of all of the Disney World parks, not only is it our favorite Disney World park in general, but it's definitely our favorite Disney World park for hidden corners. This is a very pleasant amusement park to just be in. The same cannot be said for, like, Magic Kingdom or even <laughs> Disney's Hollywood Studios, to be honest with you. Or Epcot. And even Epcot in this era, with the constant construction and the global fascination with drinking around the world, leading to lots of drunken people stumbling and meandering around World Showcase, Animal Kingdom sometimes feels like the only part of your Walt Disney World vacation that will actually lower your blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a pretty large and substantial walkway between the major, the two original major areas of the park, Africa and Asia. Um, but there's also a smaller sub walkway that it'll get you to the same place. But it's sort of like, I don't even know why it was built per se, because it wasn't Yeah, it doesn't necessary. seem to serve any purpose. It wasn't a necessary addition. Um, but it sure is lovely. You wouldn't know to go up there unless you were to just wander up there out of curiosity. Um, but there's a little brook and some small waterfalls. Super quiet. It's it's dense enough in the trees where once you're up on that little walkway, you don't really see anything else. But it plugs right back into that main drag between Africa and Asia, um, serving only as a purpose of uh, discovery and surprise, I suppose. Um, there's even parts of Pandora that kind of take that to another level because Pandora has two major midways, one that goes right through the center of the area and one that kind of circumnavigates the area, like for traffic purposes. Between those big midway midway arteries, you have a lot of uh, little walkways and and bridges and and coves and things that can be repurposed as overflow queue for flight of passage. But under most circumstances, it's just being used as, as exposition for the area. And it's worth walking around in these areas and, and trying to see all of the pathways you can find, because 
There's so much detail in Pandora. It's definitely still our favorite, favorite themed environ at the Walt Disney World parks and certainly one of the best uh, in the world. Um, but there's like elevated lagoons and, and little animatronics of like little little animals in the water. There's different plants and trees and flowers and things that you might only catch a glimpse of if you happen to stumble down one of these uh, naturalistic little random walkways in Pandora. So, and then and then there's the Tree of Life walkway, which um, we discovered this one. So there's actually two walkways. There's the one on the front side. Yeah. Which has like a bunch of animals that has the otters, like kangaroos, and yeah. stuff. Um, and then you walk under, like, really close to these where all the animals are on the tree, and then you end up where um, Bugs Life is. Yeah. But then there's also a walkway on the backside. Um, they used to have more animal exhibits. Now they're they're just empty. But you can take the walkway all the way around the tree. You get really close to the water. You can see all the characters that floating. That giant the catfish. Fl- in um, one of the lagoons. Yeah, and you can get really close to the waterfalls. Um, you actually get close to the queue for... I, I guess it could be used as overflow if they wanted to for um, it's tough to be a bug. Yeah. Um, but that's a really, really neat right walkway that like, you really wouldn't go on unless and, like, you kind of in the tree trunk, to be kind bad. of like right on the border of the edge of the tree trunk for... it's There's just so much infrastructure. Mm-hmm. There's so much park there, like hiding in plain sight, but it's not really used for anything because if you're not going to a ride, a restaurant, a shop, or anything, like, you would you would have no need to access this walkway. And it's not prominently uh, regarded the same way that, like, the, the jungle treks in Africa and Asia are, but it's sort of in that same vein, except it's, it's quieter, and there's not as many animal exhibits. But, you know, the animals living in these exhibits are, like, living their best lives, being virtually unbothered by passers-by hmm. because nobody really goes into these areas. So definitely a great example of a, of a hidden corner. Sounds nice. A hidden corner full of park, uh, full of hidden corners. <laughs> Another park full of hidden corners is Silverdale City. Uh, that's next on our list. So Silverdale City, obviously, everything is hidden to the point where like, every major roller coaster somehow is hidden. But you'll you'll see some from the park a lot, and I get inside yeah. the park and like, where the hell are any of these rides? Every coaster needs three directional You literally cannot markies. see any of them except for maybe, maybe Time Traveler. But even that, you know, you just kind of see the marquee because that's the, the the most glaring thing. Yeah. Um. So that's obviously really cool. And uh, every area of the park or every offshoot of the park kind of is a dead end. So in a way, there's a lot of hidden corners. But um, there's one that we stumbled upon on our last trip a couple of weeks ago. Um, that is actually a patio from the front side because of the, the, the sheer mountainous terrain of the park. On the front side, the patio looks like just like a little like a little shop patio. But the patio actually goes all the way around the building and it suspends a couple dozen feet off of uh, over the theater that's on the back side of it. And then also looks right over Time Traveler. Uh, but there's a bunch of those little swinging chairs. Well, rocking chairs. Rocking yeah. chairs, whatever they're called. And it's really, really relaxing. You get to look out way off into the distance in the mountains. You don't really see anything except for time traveler through the trees. Um, it's really, really relaxing. There's direct sunlight on it. And you just really wouldn't know you could get there. We, we figured it out accidentally because we went to the theater to try and get some pictures of time travel. And we looked up and we saw this giant patio kind of suspended over it, like not part of the theater. Yeah, and we're like, like oh, okay, wrap around can porch. we go up there? And then we made, all, we made our way up, up the mountain again. And then we walked over there and we realized it was open to the public. Um, really, really relaxing. Really nice spot. Definitely a good spot if you want to take push the time yeah. traveler, but also it's a good spot to just kind of relax if you're there for several days. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the SCC winner for yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. 
Nice. Especially just the, the sheer change in elevation there is crazy because that amphitheater, the, the theater is a giant amphitheater built into the natural terrain. It's, like it's a, a steep, a very steep too. amphitheater that seems to go way down um, the, the edge of this mountain and then still way above it is this patio that is seemingly hanging um, off the edge of this otherwise unassuming building that I think is either a restaurant or it, it serves other purposes occasionally. I don't think it was open on our visit, but you can still walk up to the porch and then all the way around to the other side um, for some great views of the Ozarks and some roller coasters and stuff. Yeah. Definitely a great area. You can even charge your phone there. They've got power outlets on the walls, <laughs> lots of places to sit. It's nice. Really great. Well, we'll go to Belgium now. Yay! Woo. Wallaby Belgium! It, it was funny, because when I was looking at the Google Maps to, like, if, if there are any other corners that I noticed, I had <laughs> su such a Six Flags vibe, because, like, when I played Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 with, with, uh -huh. with the park, it, it, yeah, it really made me think of that. But, um... So, in the western area of the park... Uh, you have uh, the Dalton Terror, and you have mm. Calum. Okay, now I need to watch out, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Wait, will laugh at me. Calamity Mine. Calamity Mine. Calamity Mine. Calamity Mine. No. Calamity Mine. I never said that, but anyway. Yes, you um, did. Yeah. <laughs> you can go uh, up the stairs, and uh, they. I think they even use it sometimes as overflow queue for the ride. But, um,. On top of the station of Calamity Mine, um, you have a view of the ride, obviously. And now, also nice, is that you can see the overbank turn uh, airtime hill of Conda as well. So it's a nice yeah, that looks really spot cool. to Very take nice. some pictures. And you usually there's not a lot of people there. Maybe some for, to take pictures of their children on the ride. But uh, it's a nice viewing spot of the Calamity Mine coaster nice I can't wait I really look forward to going to that park list. to be honest with you somebody asked me kind of on the spot like what my number one bucket list park was and I said Wallaby Belgium I just want to go there so badly and it was like the opportunity just Aww. didn't pan out last time what is your number one bucket list park son? Uh, I think Islands of Adventure and Animal Kingdom really? those two are like high on yeah, the list yeah we've taught you well and then yeah I think yeah, Silver Dollar City, uh, Dollywood. Those are like that's a lot of quiet corners in your future. Yeah, <laughs> list of bucket list parks. It's quiet corners. Yeah, I think for me right now around. it's um, Universal Studios Singapore, Singapore, Universal Studios Beijing, Beijing and Europa Park. Europa Park. <laughs> Admittedly, yeah, those are my three bucket lists. Yeah, yeah I get that. A little sidetrack. I just really want to go to Wallaby, Belgium, because it just seems like a park that I should have already been to, and now oh, yeah, again. been to all these Belgian parks Flag. someday. <laughs> all right, so, speaking of, of Six Flags parks that went through a lot of changes during the uh, early 2000s, um, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, formerly Six Flags Marine World, back in the day, when I was a little boy, we went to this park when it was still uh, Marine World Africa USA, and... Um, there's a in the back of the park. There's a walkway that goes right up against the lake, Lake Chabot. Um, this walkway is is very 
old marine world. Like it's a very straightforward kind of traditional, but very scenic. Though. Yeah, it's very scenic. And in the wake the of this, the rides and the Six Flags acquisition of this park. The Midway hasn't changed a whole lot. There's a couple of small flat rides. Well, admittedly, Six Flags has always done a very good job keeping all the rides in one corner, and then the yeah. rest of the park is very much still like a marine yeah. wildlife park. So. They've been building rides forward. Coasters and rides and things are forward, festooning the entrance of the park. Much of the back of the park, a lot of the old marine world, um, is largely intact. And so now this walkway, there's a couple of small flat rides. There's Monkey Business, which is like a teacup type ride and thriller gorilla which is a uh, uh, like a map <laughs> love rides. those names Regre- regatta yeah thriller gorilla yeah, um, yeah but and those are great little those are little gems yeah. for if you're at the park and it's busy and you just want to ride something or you're with kids and they want to ride something over and over again um but yeah this walkway you there's like the butterfly garden is there um it's just very quiet it's just it's so pleasant you close your eyes and you can imagine still being at marine world africa usa and not Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. You keep following it. The the shark exhibit is, I think, eventually. Well, yeah, eventually. it kind of ends at the shark exhibit where the giant f- the food plaza is. That's yeah. kind of the first thing, but it goes all the way from the animal side of the park where the giraffes are and the tigers and the lions. Yeah. So it gets all the way, and it's all down the hill because like the the park is located on a hill because you know the the, the mm-hmm. theaters and stuff like the the amphitheaters for the dolphins shows are are on the hillside, and then. But really, all, all the way at the bottom of the lake. That's, that's true. Where that, that park is quite is. topographically varied. Yeah, it's very topographically varied. Most of the areas that have coasters are not super topographically varied. They're on although, top of the hill. Although Kong sits on a major slope. But if you look at the parking lot, it's located on this giant hill across the yeah. lake. It's, it's a very cool setup. Yeah, um, it is really lovely. It's 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 very high budget for a park that doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, yeah, separationally they could always do better, but it's just a sick flex story for, for a somewhat for like a moderately sized park with lots of big roller coasters. It used to be a really big favorite park for us. We if go you're on that walkway, this, our hidden corner here, you can't really hear a lot of the other rides or anything. It's very serene, just because of the way the 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 hillside kind of acts as a sound barrier I'm for most of the parks on the front. We're in this California kick, except for we're not actually physically there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, we're always there in spirit. Another place where we're always at a spirit, but we're not physically yes. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chamberlain Gosha Kingdom. <laughs> of course, it <laughs> needed to be on the list. That's of course, a sh- I literally said that Sean was like, well, maybe we should cut Chime Long. And I'm like, it's literally our brand to talk at about Chime Long Gosha Kingdom every well, I was going to cut it because we're probably <laughs> over it, um, including Sven. But Josh Knight, cheap enthusiast, would be like, y'all didn't talk about Chime Long Gosha Kingdom in he this episode. He calls it Ding Dong. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so Chowling Ocean Kingdom, in its infinite grandiosity and its amazingness, it also has a magically hidden corner um, with a parent and child gardening center. That's literally the name of the attraction. Literally okay. part. So there is this little loop that is called Seabird Paradise, and it's part of Mount Walrus. Mount Walrus is the infamous Mount Walrus, and if you don't know by now, Get a life, the infamous double walrus peak. It is mad walrus. Like the max super walrus. splash. Max super splash. <laughs> yes. That goes through the seals and sea lion aquarium. aquarium. Um, anywho, seabird paradise is a mini little paradise, as the name implies. Miniature. With a different kind of seabirds and what else called again? They had some other they had capybaras, which were an unexpected delight. Giant There's guinea pig looking creatures. There's a little coaster called creatures. the Jungle Coaster. Yeah. Yep. But within within that long walkway of like these turtles and like all these little mm-hmm. animal exhibits, um, there is a little garden, and it's literally called the Parent and Children 
gardening center and it's like the idea that you can like go and garden with you. You're with like your China's most visited ah. theme park, 14 million people, world class shows and then you just go and garden with your kid. Whatever rolls your, you know, it's just whatever so works for you. But it's wholesome. super cute and like, beside the park being obviously made for the masses and quite busy and the operations are incredible, um, that corner of the park felt like nobody had been there. Like it yeah. was just dead. We were alone for like the whole hour exploring it. And it's new. It was added to the was park new. years after they opened. It's probably useful to have on their busiest of busy days, which our visit, it was quite quiet, so. But it was just nice to have another, like, giant animal exhibit area, because, like, that park is just filled with the most incredible animal exhibits. Mm -hmm. um, and that was uh, just a really fun little walkway that we kind of get stumbled upon. Yeah. We saw a little science thing, Seabird Paradise. Yeah, like, we're like, what is Whatever, this? let's go in. Total surprise. That's kind of how the whole day went. Like, yeah. whatever, let's go in and find yeah. out. Um, and then we were like, oh, wait, this is kind of neat. Yeah. This is very neat. There was like yeah. a singular parent with her singular child gardening, and that was about all we saw. So. <laughs> Next. All right. right. One of your bucket list parks. Uh, That's right. Sean. <laughs> Europa Park. And actually, this uh, was the inspiration for the episode, because uh, James was recently in Europa Park, and he went on to the lighthouse uh, of uh -huh. the... Whale Adventure Splash Battle Ride in Iceland. Whale Adventure. And, like um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's Europa Park this time. Uh, and he made yes. a reel of it uh, on our European Coaster Kings uh, Instagram. But uh, yeah, so you can actually go up the tower uh, of the lighthouse and you have a nice view of the Splash Battle, but also of Wodan, also of a little bit of Blue, blue Fire. It's like a nice, quiet um, zone. And another thing that I wanted to mention was uh, the Spices restaurant. Uh, last time we went there, we had a very nice uh, seating outside. And basically the terrace uh, is right next to the Rapids ride, the Fjordrafting. Um, and mm -hmm. the train passes by as well. So I remember having this video from the train passing by and then the rapids also um just people getting wet obviously um europa park has a train so, yeah the <laughs> why am i forgetting this there there's you I could remember. make like a transportation map of the the ways you can move yourself in europa park because there's the little monorail there's the big monorail there's the train big monorail because um, we did both of the monorails i can't remember if we did the train i certainly didn't yeah. do this lighthouse that's like such a great little to be fair corner. it's a, a little small train compared to it they have the same type in Plopsalon, so it's it's always funny to see it there because uh, it's, kind of like so the it's kind of like a narrow gauge train they turn into some sort of party train yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's not like Efteling's giant isn't, steam isn't engine. It's the most wildly thing I've heard, like the party train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit similar to that one, yeah, to the Wallaby Holland. Look, one. every train is a party train yeah. if Coaster Kings is on board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But you have a station in Berlin, in um, Russia, in England, am I forgetting? In Spain, there's one as well. So there's quite some. Okay. Uh, International access, okay, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's enviable. <laughs> little intercity structure right there. And <laughs> during the winter, they theme it to, like, the winter version. So you have, like, the ice. The party, the winter The party. fake winter ice party melting train. from the sides of the train. But uh, typically Europa Park. It's really nice. 
That's so classic. Wait, it's a fake ice melting, so it's like raining on the side of the tree. No, it's, <laughs> uh, it's just a bad description of like foam, oh, okay. probably. It's alright, Sven. Sorry, I was just, I'm just like gonna. Of course, man. He's doing it right now to describe it. Yes, I tried. Oh, no, right. no, you're good. Okay. But yeah, Europa Park, Send. and uh, do you know there's a there's um, three ways to three places to go pray in uh, Europa Park so, to pray. So you have the Danish Church, uh, which is in the Scandinavian area, and uh-huh. some, I think they sometimes even do services there. Uh, then there's a little uh, chapel. Um, I think it's close to the Dutch area. Um, as well and then in the Santa Isabel hotel there is a third chapel as well where they do services so um, oh, wow that's wild and every new rite that they build gets the blessing um, from the local priest I think so uh, I remember that from the Volatarium <laughs> opening that's right so cool. many in the German boonies without so many I mean good for them I guess that's nothing I guess it's I can't say anything. I think it's Dollywood classic, has a church like, too. It's like christening ships and stuff. That's kind of how I do it. I have like a bottle of. They throw a bottle of champagne at it. Champagne. <laughs> They're like, "Well, tell you." Seems like a waste of good alcohol, whack. but you know, it's good for social media, I guess. Speaking of whack. Um, <laughs> okay, so moving in a more secular direction now, we're going back to Universal Studios Florida, which is not at all a church. No. <laughs> if there's anything that you're praying about, it's that you're like. Praying for Fast and Furious Supercharge to be over. Why don't you make it off of the following ride? Um, <laughs> but, um, so, if you enter the park and continue down the first main midway that you see, you've got Rip Ride Rocket on your left, you keep going, there's Shrek, which is now closed and has been boarded up with minion construction walls. Mm. Um, you keep going, there's, to your right, is like Central Park, you go past Mummy, you go past where... The old uh, Ghostbusters show was past Jimmy Fallon, all of that. You keep going until you basically hit the end, and you're kind of behind Rip Ride Rocket, the big uh, treble clef element on Rip Ride Rocket. You can go around the left to it a little bit. There's some tables and stuff. I feel like because there's nothing over there, it's not obvious that the park hasn't really, like the midway hasn't ended yet. So you can walk around over there. It's still definitely part of the main midway. Um, but that's, they've got tables and stuff. You can take a breather. There's great views of Rip Ride Rocket. There's some photo ops, like an entrance to a metro. That yeah, is yeah. Um, and yeah, like Alex said, you can get really great shots of um, Rip Ride Rocket from below. I just hadn't really realized awesome that it went around to the left as far as it did. But yeah, it's a definitely a, a hiding in plain sight kind of hidden corner. Because you look right at it. But it just doesn't seem apparent. There's anything back there for you that to there's, really go to. Yeah, there's certainly no reason to go back go there. If you want. So people just don't go back there unless they kind of are wandering around but yeah um one of the few places at universal studios florida where you can get some some interesting roller coaster shots really um since rip ride rocket is really their only uh photographable roller coaster e-ticket attraction another hidden corner at that park that i want to point out real quick it's not necessarily a hidden corner but it's um it's an effect um, it is the house of the Order of the Phoenix. Oh, yeah. It's located in London, and you would just pass by, not thinking anything about it, because it really blends in with the rest of the giant facades. Yeah. Um, you know, the cover of Diagon Alley. But if you walk up to the door, and you knock on the door, and you step back, an elf appears, or a house yeah, elf it's appears. Yeah, creature, isn't it? 
um, oh. and slides open. Yeah. The curtain yeah. looks at you and then, you know, so there's a whole animatronic, like, yeah. interactive setup that you just wouldn't know unless you, like, went and knocked on the door. Such a great so, little Easter egg. Knock on yeah. the door of the house in order to finish. Yeah. Um, last but not least, we have another Orlando Staying park. Orlando. SeaWorld Orlando, Journey to Atlantis. So when you come, when you enter the park, you go through the QS area, which is located right by Manta, it's off to the uh, left side. And you follow all the way around QS and by the dolphin pool and the turtle track. And you follow your way around, you suddenly hit Jurassic, sorry, not Jurassic Park, Journey to Atlantis, um, right in front of you. And your natural idea would be to just go ride and then, you know, go towards the front side of the ride in the splash area. And then head to the entrance of the ride. However, if you really wanted to, you can take a left. And you can walk all the way up to the show building, and you can walk underneath the lift on the drop. You get a great view of the little mini FU drop that I call that. <laughs> the little drop that like really messes you up. The block section up. drop that like, that, like just really soaks your feet really and nothing else. You up, like badly. Um, cute little angle to see people die. <laughs> um, <you know>. Figuratively. <laughs> Figuratively of wetness. Oh wow. Um, so you're like, ah, screw you. They're getting really wet. That's so funny. Haha. Uh -huh. Uh, anyway, and then you can continue through, and you get an awesome view of the boat just, like, rolling by you, like, inches away from you, and splashing into the water. Um, it's over by, and then you got to get to the aquarium. But, yeah, you can walk all the way up to um, the splash, and if you're tall enough, you can pretty much touch the, the, the track of the, the trough of the track. It's awesome. Really, really the, cool. The ride is um, right there. And nobody really knows about it. Yeah. Like, I've never seen anyone over there. Nobody walks over there. But it's a really, really neat angle to kind mm -hmm. of just, like... Get nerdy and see people get really good. <laughs> it kind of blends in. It feels like it's just part of the scenery, but it, a, a walkway just threads right through it. You can really appreciate how dramatic the pullout is on the drop for uh, Journey to Atlantis that way. It's a forceful drop because it's, yeah, it's very it goes shallow. so steep and then and lands so abruptly. And it doesn't heck in. Definitely highlight by that, by that walkway. So yeah, nice. that's 15 hidden corners. Yeah. I guess we have more than 15 because we had 15 yeah. parks, I guess. And yeah. then we, I was about to say, yeah. like, if some people... There was definitely some hidden corner parks that are yeah. focused. I was about to say that if people uh, are, like, listening and like, oh, I know this very nice spot as well in this park, just let us know. And then maybe yeah. we can do yeah, a next let us one. Know. Comment on social we media. Figure it out and make it an annual thing. There were whole parks that thing. we cut from this list because we didn't have. We knew it, was, it would take too long. So who knows? If you guys like this episode and listen to it a lot and give us five stars on Spotify <laughs> and Apple Podcasts, we may do a second episode of more uh, hidden corners, including hidden corners that you suggest to us by reaching out to us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> what, we, what we're definitely doing is our Minnesota series. So every Monday, yeah, we have our Minnesotas. We just launched Ian's E for Excalibur. 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 Um, and of course, before that, we had Dragon, Cup Car Chase, Blue Fire, and American Eagle. And next week, we have Sven with his amazing next topic Furious Baco. Furious Baco. <laughs> and then we'll, Alex and I will be back with Super Minnesotas after that. So. Follow us on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Also visit thecoastofkings.com. Check out the newest articles, website updates, um, our shop, all that kind of good stuff. Our social media. Currently, European Coast of Kings is in the lead with 18,000 followers. 18.1. Um, 18.1. California Coast of Kings is almost at 18. Almost We're like 18. three away from 18K. 
So we're just kind of like neck and neck. So uh, go follow all of our brands: Florida Coast Kings, Coast of Kings, European Coast Kings, California Coast. Make Kings. a second account and I know, follow we us. And we'll catch you on next week's Coast Kings Radio episode. That's right. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.